0: What is up, everyone? It is your favorite time of the day, I hope. <laughs> Tea time with Aviv and Brandon here for another episode. I'm Brandon.
1: Of course, this is Aviv.
0: We are happy to be here. I will say I'm personally happy to be here. I'm alive. I got pretty sick last week. <laughs> so I'm alive.
1: Dude, Back- what is that? Twice in two months? It's
0: bad. I know. It's really bad. I'm done. I'm done for the year. You should be embarrassed. I got it out. I, I should be. I am embarrassed. <laughs> i am what's the uh, oh did we grab? what's this one um was the so the tea oh it was also trying. stash you stash again stash
1: chamomile
0: yeah chamomile herbal tea caffeine free yep i was just smelling it. it smells good
1: yep so we we can actually compare this to the bigelow chamomile tea mm-hmm. the plain one i think it was like episode three or four
0: did we do like that, that one
1: we did the plain chamomile okay. but let's uh let's go ahead and give this one a try
0: all right cheers Oh, that's hot.
1: It's really hot.
0: Wow. <laughs> I like this one.
1: This one has more flavor it does. than the other one. Yeah. I like this one more. Uh-huh. I like this one a lot. Kinda has like a little hint of honey. Do you I smell it at least. It's kinda... it's,
0: it's just flavorful. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But it's good. It's good on a nice gloomy day like it is today. I know. I know. All right, but what are, we, uh, what are we talking about today? So today, um, Aviv had a good idea, and I think this is a great time to, to do a topic on this, or an episode on this topic, just about kind of best practices and tips and things that we wish, him and I wish we knew when we were applying for jobs, like entering the job market um, last year that we just graduated from school. Um, and, and just kind of things you look back and you can only really know once you've gone through it. Right. So they can be, right. it'd be helpful to, to kind of get this out there and just give our experience really.
1: Yeah. And I mean, this can apply to not only those seniors that are entering the workforce in a couple short months, but at the same time too, like anybody, uh, considering a career change or. Or even applying to internships too. You can. That's true. Yeah. You know, yeah, of course. Yeah. So. Uh, we know this is coming, approaching the end of end of the year, so we know it's a area of stress mm-hmm. for a lot of students. At least it was for you and I. So we just kind of wanted to give our tips, uh, given we went through it and uh, came out on the other end relatively uh, with a good result. So we feel like we can offer some pretty good tips for all those that are going through the process right now. Yeah. You want me to start? Sure, go for it. Um, so I think just
0: general tips. My opinion would be, and I was kind of saying some of these to v, just listening them off. It's obviously everyone's doing, like all your friends are going to be applying for things, even if you're not graduating, if you're a junior you're applying for internships. I wouldn't really pay attention, try your best at least to pay attention, not to pay attention to what other people are doing, because at the end of the day, who really cares? Um, the only thing that really matters in this sense, I think you have to be extremely, extremely selfish, is just your opportunities that you're worrying about. You know, if someone else has an interview and you don't have one, you haven't set up any. I wouldn't do your best not to worry about it.
1: Right. It's just it's just being confident in your own process, Mm -hmm. right? And and some people may be ready to get more of those quote unquote professional type internships, or they may be wanting to start the interview process much sooner. Um, Whereas, you know, you may want to take a couple weeks off or a month off or even longer after you graduate or mm-hmm. have a different idea for how you want to spend your summer instead of a professional internship, maybe a counselor or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, there's no really right or wrong way. It's just being confident in yourself that, you know, you know the best path that is for you. But at the same time too, what I'm not saying is, you know, don't become complacent, right? Mm-hmm. Don't be like, okay, it's, end of, it's middle to end of March right now. I've got two more months. I'm not even going to think about the future Mm -hmm. because that's also not the smartest thing.
0: And another way to say it too is like, just accept the fact early on that no job is going to come to you.
1: Right. And at the same time too, a big, big point that I want to say is the job that you have after, after uh, you graduate is by no means going to be the job that you are going to stay at for five, 10, 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. You know, most people switch jobs pretty frequently nowadays. So Mm -hmm. you don't really need to stress about finding that perfect opportunity. Mm -hmm. You can find an opportunity that will teach you the stuff that you want to be learning. And that way you come better prepared with the tools equipped for that dream job that you want in two years down the road, three years down the road. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. So I think I think the main idea for this, this tip is just don't overthink it, you know, but then again, don't be, again, what if he was saying, don't be too like lackadaisical with it and wait. It's definitely start early, start now if you haven't already. But, you know, again, what he said, trust your process, trust yourself. And if you are proactive enough, you, you will find the right opportunity.
1: Right. You know, the biggest thing is don't, don't stress yourself out for the sake of stressing yourself out.
0: Yeah. It's hard. I mean, I did it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. We both did it. It's yeah. hard not to. It's right. really hard not to. Right. But it, just try your best not to. Um, what about you? What would you say?
1: Um, I mean, aside from, I guess, what I said earlier, too, is just kind of, I would say just interview at all different types of places um, and get an understanding of a wide variety of types of companies so you can zero in on on. Not only the culture, but the leadership structure, maybe even the position or the industry that you want to be in. You know, I did a lot of interviews throughout my last couple months. Yeah. Um, You did a lot. I did a lot. I mean, in one week, I drove like 500 miles Mm -hmm. solely on interviews. It it was absurd. It was absurd. And the reason why I did that is, you know... At the time, it felt right. But I think my subconscious was I wanted to be sure that whatever opportunity I choose is going to be the best one. So I wanted to accumulate all these, these different data points, right? Yeah. Kind of see how each company is. What well, helps you can reference, compare them. Right. And no, yeah. but that, that being said, no company is going to be perfect. But right? it does help. But you, it, it opens your eyes to the pros and the cons. Right and and a big thing that you'll start to realize is first of all by just interviewing for the sake of interviewing you're you're not you're you're going to be owning your interview skills yeah
0: you're getting which,
1: better yeah exactly which mm-hmm. is extremely important mm-hmm. but at the same time too you can start to see the patterns that a lot of these interviews have especially within the tech companies that I was interviewing with a lot of them kind of said a lot of the same thing to try to hook you in so what, at the, would, what
0: would they say?
1: Just about the perks, about the kitchen, about they were throwing the buzzwords. Yeah, they were throwing yeah. buzzwords about about um, about the culture or the people that you'll be working with. Yeah. And to a certain extent, all that's important. But at the same time, like when you're interviewing at a bunch of places and they all say pretty much the exact same thing, you can pretty much just discount that right from the get go. Mm-hmm. You can say like, okay, well, I'm not going to take this at face value. I'm going to just accept this as a norm of what most people, what most companies say, at interviews, and I'm going to try to dig a little bit deeper.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think too, it just makes me think of like, and I think that this just comes from my experience in working at a company, and my team was hiring quite a bit when I was on it. And to go back to one of the things you mentioned, it I think it can be really beneficial too when you're when you're interviewing. Um, if you can talk to someone who currently has the position that you're applying to and kind of get them one-on-one and if you can get someone who is open to being candid with you you know i think that that's that can really make or break something because the recruiter is going to sell the position right most likely right you know what i mean they're going to sell it and if you're good they're going to want they're going to probably oversell mm-hmm. it and they're going to say things that aren't necessarily true so if you can have or request to talk to someone who has that position or had that position and kind of give them have them give you the lowdown the inside scoop I guess on on what the situation is and have very specific questions and even if you know someone who has a similar position at a different company like a friend ask them what you should ask right because a lot of times they could overlap and that and this is i think really good piece of advice because you could save yourself from getting into something that you had no idea you were getting into
1: right you know right because you'll i mean i learned it with the with one of the jobs that i that i have taken is just that like what brandon said they'll they will try to oversell you and oftentimes they oversell and under deliver Mm -hmm. Um, and they they tend to make up for the under delivery in a number of different ways whether that's culture if they under deliver in product or compensation so they'll over deliver in culture mm-hmm. right just try to compensate for that or uh, vice versa even mm-hmm. you know um so it's very it's a very good it's very mm-hmm.
0: real i would say
1: yeah so talking to someone yeah. who really doesn't have an interest who isn't getting paid per hire like some of these recruiters are and it's not their job to sell you on the company mm-hmm. talking to somebody and being like hey what can i expect if i were to join this company mm-hmm. And just being totally frank with them and taking everything that they say, and that that's just going to help a lot, you know. And LinkedIn's mm-hmm. a great resource for that.
0: Mhm. That, that makes me think of too, just like take obviously Glassdoor with a grain of salt. Look at it. I think it's good. There are reviews, but don't you know put too much weight on that stuff.
1: Right. Well, Glassdoor is. I mean, it's the nature of reviews, right? Where yeah. More people leave reviews when they are angry or frustrated or have a strong negative experience than those that have an equally strong positive experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it says, well, and then at the same time too, you don't know what sort of like if companies are kind of not requiring, but highly encouraging employees to write Glassdoor reviews. Mm-hmm.
0: You, I, I think Glassdoor is good just for me. I just would use it like, okay, if they're, if they're, if they're decent reviews, that's good. I like to use it just to see, like, okay, like, what kind of benefits am I working with before I even go in the door? You uh-huh. can see, like, the common trends. Right. Like, what do they do this or that? Like, that's kind of nice.
1: Right. Um, Big thing, too, is also taking account the position on the Glassdoor reviews. Mm-hmm. So if everybody is pissed and, you know, let's say they're engineers. Yeah, Right.
0: Or typically, sales is a lot of times when people write bad reviews.
1: Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. But you're you're looking at a marketing position or a finance position, right? Those bad reviews don't really apply to you.
0: Right, exactly. Um, but I think another thing that I would say too is, when you're interviewing, try and treat it like you know you're interviewing them too, just as much as they're interviewing you. Like have confidence, you know, in yourself. Like you're you're valuable. They should be there you should view it like you're lucky they're lucky that you're interviewing there and again you're lucky you're interviewing there like it's a mutual thing you want it to be you choose the opportunity that wants you and you really want it too so don't you know don't just settle for anything if you want to ask a question ask it don't just kind of be like you're in their world. No you're in each other's world. Right like you're it's a really a mutual thing.
1: The way that I calm my nerves before going into interviews is I fully, fully convince myself I don't do it consciously anymore because I've been interviewing for so long, but I, I fully convince myself that they need me more than I need them. Mm-hmm. There's a thousand other companies that are just down the street that I can walk into and get an interview at. Right. But there's only one of me. Mm-hmm. And I know the skills that I bring to the table are going to be extremely valuable for them. Right. So that kind of, it gives you more control than I guess what you, then what you think of is like an interview where you're coming in and you're being judged.
0: Yeah. It's all a mindset, mm-hmm. really, because then you're that'll translate into how you act, too. So don't. And, and then again, too, if you interview a lot, it will get easier to put yourself in that state.
1: Right. You know, um, in terms of interviews, uh, this is a big part where when I first started interviewing, I didn't really know how to go about this portion of the interview, but it's the questions. Like the question portion at the end when when the recruiter or the hiring manager or whoever you're interviewing with is like all right well that's all the questions I have do you have any questions for me and it kind of opens up the floor to you to ask questions that was an area where I was always unsure of what's acceptable and what's really appropriate and what I should be doing what I found is that you can really ask anything
0: you can I think it should be like
1: that yeah and you like I I just had an interview uh, a couple weeks ago where I interviewed with four separate people and they asked me I think two or three questions each and the remaining 20 minutes per person was me asking questions Mm -hmm. and it allows you to not only understand how the companies run and what their priorities are but it also allows you to really sell yourself being naturally curious, being just able to think outside the box, mm-hmm. right? So um, especially in sales interviews, I think the the questions are pretty important. Mm-hmm.
0: But there's a counter argument to that too, though. And it's like, if you, if you ask questions just to ask them, that, that looks really bad.
1: Sure, sure. What I was talking about is more of like, it, it comes out of a place of like genuine curiosity.
0: If, if it is.
1: Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm yeah. just saying like, You don't want people to like think, okay, well, I need to ask a bunch of questions. It's like you want them to be well thought out, concrete, meaningful questions.
1: They want. Yeah. You want to genuinely know the answer to them. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you just want
0: to ask them to
1: ask. Yeah, exactly. And like very broad questions like, oh, what's your company culture like Like that? Just imagine if someone were to ask you that, right? Mm -hmm. Like describe your friends, right? That's like very tough to answer. It's pretty much the same thing that you're asking these corporations to do. What's your company culture? Like break that down a little bit and see like, okay, well, what type of person usually excels in this role?
0: Mm-hmm. I would say like describe the culture. Sure. Like it's a lot better. Sure. But yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. Um, and another thing too, and this is really specific, just if you're graduating, do not feel bad at all. If you want to take the summer off, and do a trip, or, and to kind of line up a job that you can. I would say line it up, get it all squared away. But if you want to start a month, two, three months later, that's. I think that there's nothing wrong with that at
1: all. Right. At all. Right. Which is what I did. I did. I did about three weeks. Yeah. I went on a trip and then had about a week off, and then I started training. hmm And for me, that was a good amount of time. Looking back, there's an argument that I could have taken more time, but at the time, it felt right. I was excited mm-hmm. to... Which is hard not to,
0: like press, not to pressure yourself into it. Right. You know? But I, I think, that, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think anything. Like, what other stuff that you remember going through? Always, all, just a random thing. I think that always send a thank you to everyone that you interviewed with, like an email. Yeah. Follow-up. I think it's that a that's a big one. Like a best practice. Individual sure. emails. Yeah, individually. Yeah.
1: Um, and I what I do is I kind of link something that I remember from the conversation yeah I just kind of say like thank you so much for meeting with me
0: mm, That's or, good.
1: and then I'd be like I greatly enjoyed when you explained this part it gave me and you laughed at my funny joke <laughs> that usually doesn't happen yeah. Um, <laughs> um, um, but yeah I just kind of tie it back to something that was said in the interview and kind of draw my own conclusion from it like this allows me to have a clear understanding of what's important to the company and a candidate. And I believe that I can fill those shoes perfectly or something like that. You're trying to close the deal, right? Um, And you're trying to leave a good taste in their mouth too. Mm -hmm. One thing I didn't want to talk about that I kind of had issues with were, um, I guess how to find companies, right? In terms of like, okay, before the interview itself, the job search itself, because that can be daunting. Mm -hmm. What what are your thoughts on that? What were your experiences?
0: I think I think that there. I did look at Indeed. I remember, just kind of filtering by what industry you wanted, what was posted. Um. There's obviously that. There's just general blanket Google searches for opportunities in this area in this industry. Right. Um, and thinking out loud, too, I think another thing, too, if you really start early and you just want to put a lot of feelers out there, too, if you just research companies on LinkedIn and just try to get in touch with recruiters, at least they have their info. Mm-hmm. Tell them what you're interested in. And then if something opens up, they will reach out. I think, right. I believe that they totally. will. You know? And then you can kind of have an understanding of the best companies in the perfect world that if there were positions, if there aren't what they are. Um, and then you can obviously, if you do find something, go to their website and look at the career page, you know. Right. But,
1: right. Or if there's a company that you're really interested in, uh, I mean, this is what I did uh, a couple months ago, and it turned into an interview, um, and eventually a job offer. But I, there was no current job opening for the mm-hmm. position that I wanted, but they had a portal on their website where you can just drop your resume in.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah.
1: And I did that. Because I knew it was a company that fascinated me. dropped my resume in, and then a month later they called me. Yeah. So that's. They that's, will. Mm-hmm. They will. Yeah. Yeah, they will. Yeah, I think a big, big tool that I used when I was interviewing, getting ready to graduate from college was uh, the 30 day free from LinkedIn for job seekers. The LinkedIn Premium for job seekers. Just make sure you cancel it. <laughs> yeah. Make sure. Make sure you set yourself a reminder because it'll auto renew, but. I mean, that was great. Mm-hmm. I was able to see exactly how many people applied. I was able to see some statistics. Oh, on, really? I didn't, know you yeah. didn't see that. Yeah, you can wow. see exactly how many people apply. You can see the skills that you qualify for that are on your LinkedIn versus what the recruiter wants. Um, you can message the recruiter that posted the the wow. the job. Um, it's a great tool. That's pretty tool. cool. It is a really, really great tool. You have uh, more uh, filtering settings. Mm. Yeah, well. Getting comfortable
0: with LinkedIn's important. Yeah. I think just for general career stuff. No matter what position you want, just having the ability to go in there and know what you're doing, how to do it fast, and efficiently. Right. And then just staying organized too. I remember one guy that I was friends with at another company, he showed me like his Excel sheet that he made when he was interviewing. It's pretty intense. Like a lot of notes, who he knew, who he talked to, hmm. when's the next interview. It was, you could tell us like someone who like cared and you want to, you want to obviously do that because it's your job. Right. You know, it's your profession. So putting in extra time to stay organized, right? If you are applying to a lot of things, which I think is good. Yeah. It's, it's smart.
1: Exactly. You have to treat it as cliche as this sounds. You have to treat applying and getting a job as its own job, you know, because it does take time to a research. Lot of things you don't want to do. You're right. not going to want to do. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Um, And, and I mean, yeah, it's just, it's an exciting time, it's a nerve wracking time, but it's time for you to be able to learn a lot as well, Mm -hmm. just about the overall professional world and how things are done. So if it doesn't feel right, don't take it, don't settle. Right. Right. Exactly. Good advice. Yeah. And the big thing is also too, like, don't worry about money. Mm. Right. You'll have being 21, 22, exiting college, you have the rest of your life to make money. Right now, you should be focusing on learning.
0: Building skills that are marketable skills you could take. Mm-hmm. Make you a better person. You know? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with that more. And everyone else is going to care about the money. Everyone else is going to care about how many interviews you have. Just be extremely selfish. Don't don't worry about what anyone else is doing. Yeah, It's hard, but I think that that's really good advice. Yeah, And I wish I did a little bit more. Because there will be people who go to... Like the high-end accounting firms, and they make a ton of money right out of school. But then you ask yourself, do you want that? And if it's no, then you shouldn't care. Right. At all.
1: Exactly. Just understanding what will make you happy, even if it won't make you, even if you don't know if it's going to make you happy long term. Mm-hmm. What's going to make you happy in the next year, the next two years? Yeah. And if you have that opportunity available to you, take it. Mm-hmm. And if it sucks. There's no problem with that. You can there's always more opportunities. Yeah. But if it's great, you can soak up as much knowledge as you can, take it to you to the next opportunity when you feel like you stop learning.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good advice.
1: Anything but,
0: else you think?
1: Of? No, not really. I'd say the biggest thing is just interview just for the sake of interviewing. You know, mm-hmm. learn as much as you can about other companies, learn as much as you can about yourself. They'll start asking you questions that'll prompt you to think even after the interview's done. Yeah. You'll start Balancing pros and cons between companies, you'll start coming to conclusions about what matters to you when evaluating a company, and that's just that's just going to help refine your search even more.
0: I agree. I think it's good, but yeah. And then if you have questions too about a different way to you know approach this, or just have questions, we're more than happy to answer those too. Because people who went through it, so yeah. Don't be too scared. It's not that bad.
1: <laughs> but I hope this uh, this helps a lot of you who are in the market for a new internship uh your first full-time job or even if you're thinking about a career change you kind of are lost and don't really know what to do um i know this information would have been valued to us when we were uh in that position oh yeah but oh yeah really want to thank you all for listening yeah and the people that have been reaching
0: out letting us know specific things it's cool yeah very cool Give us a like. Give us a review,
1: please,
0: Hmm. for the love of God.
1: And subscribe, please. I see on the analytics, there's a lot of people who are listening that aren't subscribed. Mm -hmm. So
0: if we get enough, we just pass on the sponsorships to you guys. (laughs) Seriously, we would.
1: (laughs) Free tea. That sounds pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We will
1: pass them on to you. (laughs) But again, thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thank you, guys.